up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Today, I have a special bonus episode for you. It is called Soul Crushers, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about. As always, you can visit marketinguninhibited.com where you can schedule your free 30-minute consultation as well as your 90-minute jumpstart service if you're looking for a one-time marketing meeting where we get super focused on your business and create a four-week marketing action plan for you. And it comes with four weeks of virtual support as you complete and execute that marketing plan. Or you can learn more about six months of marketing coaching, which is our one-on-one marketing coaching service. It's a long service um, and we work together for those six months to grow your business in a way that feels right for you. And I help you figure that out if you're not quite sure what that is. Um, So visit marketinguninhibited.com if you want to learn more about that, or you can find me on Instagram at marketinguninhibited. All right, soul crushers, spirit suckers. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? The people who, whether or not this this could be maybe in your personal life, they could be family, they could be friends, um, it could be in a work environment. I am seeing a lot of this energy on social media lately, a lot of people <clears throat> marketing and creating content that is based in and around the judgment of others um, because they disagree with what they're saying or they feel obligated or compelled to call them out for some reason. Um, and I just want to sometimes that's necessary, right? Um, But I want to caution you a little bit that when you are creating content from a place of judgment of someone else, you really have to ask yourself, like, how is this serving my audience? Is this serving my audience? And in some cases, maybe yes. Maybe you're using that as an example for what not to do, etc. An example of bad marketing, you know, the list can go on. But I caution you about the use of that. So today I'm not I'm not going to dissect that as much like judgment marketing, um, but that's kind of where this is coming from in a little bit. But in large part, I went to a networking meeting today and you guys know Rebel, right? She's my five and a half year old stepdaughter. She is vocal. She is mature. She has no other kids really to hang out with besides the kids she sees in school. So she's with a lot of adults, primarily grandparents and like, you know, her parents and my sister and brother and stuff. Um, so she's mature. And we're also trying to foster an environment where we openly can discuss things like private parts. Like we say the anatomically correct names for private parts around this house so that she's comfortable saying those things should an issue arise in a situation where she has to tell me something, right? That something occurred that wasn't supposed to happen in those areas, right? So I want her to feel comfortable talking about those things so that she can come to us if there's ever an issue or she has questions like her parents are the first stop because we are 
the trust, like we're the trusted resource, right? I don't want her finding out this information from other kids at school. Um, and, and this has, we are educating her in the form of like age appropriate books. Um, and that's really it. Like you can go to the library and you can get books about talking about private parts and things like that. Okay. So <laughs> this has been since like Rebel was three, that an ongoing conversation. And she has recently developed a very hilarious obsession with penises. Okay. Legitimately like, and not in like a creepy way. Like I don't think to our knowledge, she's never seen one in real life. Um, you know, so she's, (laughs) but she has seen it in the book and she has heard, she knows the word from the book. And last yesterday, um, one of her grandma's nannies and she went over there to play with the kids for a little bit. And one of the kids, you know, and they're, they're a little, definitely more sheltered than Rebel is. And they were eating bananas. And the, one of the girls said, oh, I don't like bananas. And Rebel's response was, do you not like bananas because they look like penises? <laughs> oh, what? What the heck, kid? Um, and the girl's response was, what's a penis? And so this created a very particular scenario for my mother-in-law to try and figure out. Um, and so we just thought this was hilarious. Like she felt safe with her grandma. These are kids she knows. These are very close friends. She sees them every week, you know. Um, so we just thought it was just so funny. And so I was at a networking today event today and I repeated this story and I was in there were three of us at a table and I was knew the other person and I knew she knows Rebel, so like she would find it funny. And the other person at the table, I didn't I had just met, but she seemed cool, right? And I thought, like, this is a funny lunchtime story to share, blah, blah, blah. And so I shared it. And the woman said she got very serious and she was like, if she had said that in school, that would be a major red flag. Her talking like that about those things is a red flag that something's going on at home. And I was like, really? How so? Because she's just openly talking about the fact that a penis looks like a banana and she's not wrong. This is not something we've taught her. This is not anything that she's seen anywhere. We questioned her about it and she just said she just knows that's the shape from the books she's read. And so like, and then that's where in that moment I was like, oh, you're one of those people. Like you're one of those people who would have told her like, that's not ladylike to talk that way or women don't behave that way or we don't talk about those things, right? And that, my friends, is when you can get into issues and those are the people I'm talking about. Those are the soul crushers and the spirit suckers. So I want you to think back to your childhood, to a time or a person, maybe it was a parent, maybe it was a family member, maybe it was a teacher or a coach or someone who shut you down for nothing other than you being yourself. And when you're kids, right, you're still figuring it out. Like we continue to talk to Rebel about the fact she can't, It you know, it's not okay to talk about her private parts or other people's private parts unless it's like in our home, right? I don't want her to go to school and have a male teacher and ask to see his penis because honestly, I wouldn't put her past her to do that because she's curious. And the way this woman framed it was like, it was perverse. 
And it's not. Body parts, like, especially at that age, they're just curious, right? And so I just think like so much of our marketing fears as adults, as entrepreneurs, as women running our own businesses now, and a lot of us parenting our own children now, so much of the fears around that come from our own conditioning. And a lot of the fears come directly from something a soul crusher said to us when we were younger, like, don't be too loud, or why are you so annoying? Why are you talking so loud? Why are you talking so much? No, you can't do it that way. Don't get that messy. And I've talked about this before, right? But it's coming up more and more. I re- And I had a text Two, two different clients texted me this week. And in one situation, she was saying, I know I shouldn't feel this way, but I do. And I said, stop resisting the negative feelings, right? A soul crusher will come in and tell you that, why do you feel that? That's dumb. Don't, don't care about that. That's dumb, right? They would poo-poo your feelings and they would downplay them and minimize them. And when you have kids, you know that their feelings, that's all they have, like, Um, what did, something happened with Rebel recently. And honestly, I was like, Rebel, it's not a big deal. And in her head, it was the biggest deal. And so as parents, you kind of have to like, you have to acknowledge that you can't, I mean, you can try to explain it or like, you know, rationalize it, but kids, that's how they, that's how they think. And when you provide that conditioning when we as children are given that conditioning from such a young age that our feelings don't matter or what we're feeling isn't valid or isn't right, then that will turn into adults who still don't know how to feel our feelings, right? And that's where so many of us, if you have a life coach or a therapist or even working with a marketing coach, like my clients reaching out to me and I I said, feel your feelings, like take time to number one, acknowledge how you're feeling about the situation. And I suggest journaling. I think even if you don't have a regular journaling practice that, especially in times of stress like that, um, right, acknowledging your feelings in a journal and then, so all the nasty things that are coming up, all the mean, the negative emotions, like that's where you release the resentment and the judgment and the shame and the guilt and the um, insecurities and the anxiety, all of that. Write it down. And I'm not saying this is if you have anxiety and depression, of course, like those are the regular mental health issues and like some journaling is not just going to like solve that problem. But this is an isolated incident, right, that I'm talking about. So in this case, I told her, acknowledge your feelings. And even if you have anxiety, it is helpful to acknowledge your feelings and then to dig a little deeper and say like, okay, what's the thought that is causing me to feel this way? Is it that I'm not good enough? They didn't like or they don't like me right? A lot of it comes back to that. Or they're going to think I'm mean. Or in my case, a thought a lot of times is they're going to think I'm, that I think I'm better than them, that I have an air of superiority because I chose to do it this way, or I made this choice, or I make more money than them, right? Or my, you know, whatever. The list goes on. So number one, acknowledge them. Write them down in your journal. Number two, sit with them. Meditate cry. Don't force yourself. Don't should yourself out of those feelings. A lot of times we're like, 
I've, I know I shouldn't feel this way, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, don't undermine the way you're feeling. The way you're feeling is important. And to acknowledge those feelings is important. It is also important to not let those negative feelings drive your marketing bus of your business. So do not, if you're in a place of judgment or shame or insecurity, don't then go try and create content, right? Because it's going to come from that place and you're going to have a different tone and a different energy and you won't you will attract people with that same energy and then you'll come to me and you say, "Hey, I don't know why my messaging isn't working. Why are these people coming to me?" And we'll have to break it down. Break down your messaging and work backwards to the emotion and the energy behind it. So acknowledge how you're feeling. Write it down. Number 2, sit with it. Feel it. Number 3, release it. This is one of my favorite things to do. If I'm having, like, especially if I am getting caught up in like, like we all went through a February funk, or I'm getting caught up in like trying to release a new service or something like that, something, uh, an action I want to take in my business, either I'll set it on the back burner or I'll go through this process with it. Or let's say like a specific action occurred. I've in the past had clients who, in in large part, this is because of the energy I was putting out in some of these meetings that have said, I, you know, well, what are you going to do for me? I literally, someone said that, like, I'm paying you and you're not showing up with ideas. And I was like, hmm, you know, I, I don't like promise you a certain amount of ideas in marketing coaching. I say, we'll brainstorm, right? And so in that case, like that one too, she was a soul sucker a little bit. Um, and so it's just... So then you release it. And my favorite way to release things, if you journaled these feelings down, is to burn them. Like light some sage and very in a safe, contained environment, maybe in your kitchen sink, maybe you have a metal garbage can, maybe you have a fire pit outside. Um, in a safe way, please. In your toilet, you can burn it and then throw it in the toilet, whatever. But tear that piece of paper out of your journal and then light it on fire and take a moment to like feel those feelings leaving your body. And this doesn't have to be the same day. Like you can write it down one day, sit with it, sleep with it. And then the next morning say like, okay, you know, this, this is over. I am no longer allowing myself to be consumed by these feelings. I'm choosing to move forward with these feelings. I want to feel this way today. You can choose the way you feel and not everything negative that occurs has to make you feel bad, right? Sometimes I think like we we choose that because we think we're supposed to feel that way. Like, oh, I saw so-and-so didn't share my post, but they shared theirs. Now I, you know, I, I'm in my head about it. I've like, why don't they like me? Why don't they feel I'm worthy of being shared? Blah, blah, blah. And you go down this thing. But what if you didn't? What if you're like, huh, okay. And kept it moving. Like how many posts... I mean, there's no way we could all share each other's posts. I mean, even with clients, I try to get on Instagram and share and like show love to all of you. I realized today I was like, oh my gosh, I must not be seeing this one client's stuff. And I went back and I like liked so many of her photos because I hadn't been engaging with it because it just wasn't coming up in my feed. Um, and, And when I saw how many posts she had, I was like, wow, that's so weird. You know, so it's not always a personal attack. And that's, we talk about this too. So when it comes to soul crushers, people who 
suck our energy or who want to keep us down, to dim our light, to not allow us to be our full selves. This could be your significant other too. Um, We need to get rid of those people. Get them out of the way, right? As long as those people are hanging around and as long as they're continuing to kind of crush your soul a little bit, to suck the creative spirit out of things a little bit, the the longer it will take you to achieve the goals you want to achieve in your business and in your life. And also be aware of where past soul crusher behavior shows up in you. And I see this sometimes in things I say to Rebel and I'm like, huh, someone used to say that to me and I don't know that I agree with that now that I'm on the other side of things, right? As the parent. And so being aware of where, and this is, um, Tammy Helfrich talks about this on her Mom Talk podcast, but talking about how when we allow ourselves the space and grace to like fully own our power and to fully express ourselves and to be ourselves unapologetically and love ourselves, we afford the other people around us the same space and grace and power to be themselves and to express themselves. And this is especially apparent with kids in the way we parent their our kids and let them show up. So it's just a thought that like just be that woman today, she just pissed me off. And I was like, like, go ahead and do the thing that's a red flag and let somebody say something about it. That's how I feel like, oh, okay, let the teacher call home and tell me that she said penis in class. And I'm going to say you're welcome for teaching everyone the anatomically correct name of a wiener, weenie, you know. (laughs) I hope you guys are not listening to this around kids. I'm just over here like... Oh my goodness. Wang Johnson, you know, like the list goes on. There's so many slang terms. Why can't we just call it what it is? And why when a kid does, is that the problem? Because that's, I promise you, that is not the problem in that situation. And your kids are going to hear a lot worse at school. And if you don't think they will, you're in for a treat. Maybe you should keep them home forever. (laughs) Okay, that's it. Beware of the soul crushers. Beware of soul crusher mentality in yourself. And that's what I wanted to end on today. Do not be your own soul crusher. Be wary of where you shit talk yourself. Simone Soul says that. She's a marketing coach. I love that. And that's what that is. Be wary of where like someone else's soul crushing behavior has impacted you so much that those are now the words you use towards yourself. That judgment, that shame, that guilt, those thoughts on repeat that are so unhelpful, sometimes negative. There are enough soul crushers in the world. You don't need to do that to yourself. Be nicer to yourself today. How about kind? There's a a life coach out there. She always refers to herself as love. Like, hey, love, what's the matter? Why are you acting this way? Why are we judging like this? Um, And I really like that thought of like being so nice. You know, we refer to our kids and our significant others. I mean, our our pets, especially with all these cute pet names. and I like the idea of like also referring to ourselves in a really nice, sweet way. I I mean, like, and it could be any, it could be like bad bitch, like, hey, you're a bad bitch. Remember, don't forget it. I mean, whatever it is that you, however you want to refer to yourself, um, I think that's really a good habit to get into, to like check in with yourself. Tammy Helfrick presented at the networking event I was at today, and um, she was saying how it's just helpful 
kind of, if you can name those, name yourself, like maybe the nice thoughts, like, hey, sweetie, what's, maybe you have a pet name for your inner self and then you have a pet name for your inner critic, right? Like the devil that comes up when, or your soul crusher, maybe that like, don't, don't let the soul crusher override like the magic side of you. So that's it for today. This one was a little bit of a tangent. I hope you enjoyed the story (laughs) and all of the (laughs) references to the male anatomy. Honestly, I feel like (laughs) when Rebel finally sees one in real life, which is hopefully like 20 years from now, um, she's going to be disappointed, right? (laughs) We won't tell her that now. We won't tell her. All right, guys, that's it for today. I hope you got a laugh out of this and um, just... Remember, you don't need to crush your own soul. Other people are out there doing it for us. So don't don't keep those people around either. All right, that's it. Visit marketinguninhibited.com. Reach out to me if you have any questions and let me know what you thought of this podcast. I love hearing from you guys, um, whether it's a text or an email or a DM on Instagram. It's always so fun to hear what you think or to hear what stories you know this brings up for you. I'll talk to you soon.